This is Ziggy Heim, and you are listening to Wrestling Cheers. Taking your way in the world today takes everything you got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And welcome back to Wrestling Cheers, where everybody knows your name, even if you weren't booked on the show. This is Wrestling Cheers. We like to talk about things going on Northeast Ohio independent wrestling scene. We preview shows, we review shows, and sometimes we even have interviews along the way. This is a review of AIW's Cibernetico de Mayo. I'm your host, Justin Summers, and Wrestling Cheers is brought to you by the Trending Topics Network and Midwest Territory. Please rate, review, and subscribe your Everless is Fine podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, YouTube, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Amazon Music, or Podbean, WrestlingCheers.Podbean.com. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, Facebook.com slash WrestlingCheers, Twitter.com slash WrestlingCheers, Instagram.com slash WrestlingCheers. Email, if you so choose to desire, WrestlingCheers at gmail.com, and we do not have a merch store anywhere. Like I said, this is a review of AIW's Cibernetico Data Mile. I've already introduced myself and I hinted about this on Twitter a couple weeks ago. And basically here on Wrestling Cheers, we are we're pro a lot of things. And we're also pro trans rights. Recently we had Harmony from uh This Ends at Prom, and she was the first trans person ever to be on the show. But we're gonna step it up a little bit. This is the first trans woman that is going to be on the panel. So she will be on more than just one time. Boy, Marcy. Hi, and actually a quick correction. Um, not only am I trans, also non-binary. She, they pronouns. Oh, I didn't, I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's at this point, it's all interchangeable, you know, mm-hmm. gender's, gender's complicated. Yeah. It's, it's hard. We're out here figuring it out, you know? Yeah. I, I like for us to have as much representation uh, on the panel as we can. Like it's obviously not super easy because we just can't pick random people. And we're only, we only have so many people like that come to shows and then could like do stuff like this. So finding like somebody else that's not just a white dude is great. There's kind of a lot of those in wrestling. I, I've gathered. Yeah. Having just any type of diversity helps. And I mean, the next, the next step is to try to find, you know, a, a black wrestling fan that fits because this is also too it's like not that we're discriminating i always need i need someone that fits well within the group because i don't want to bring someone in and they're just going to be a piece of shit like i could be friends with them but they're not friends with somebody else and they're you know there comes issues and all and i need somebody who is can be on a podcast you you've you've been doing it so it's like oh like you already fit in with the group uh you do podcasts like this, this is just an easy step of just going oh yeah like you're you're an easy fit to be on the show Oh, thank you. I try. And unlike on IWTV Guy, you're not gonna. It's not two like really old men that are on with you and are just gonna like shit on everything. So this will be a, a little bit different, but a little bit of the same. So you're only only moderately old, is what you're saying. Uh, thirty six. But I'm you know I'm still younger than both of them. 
Oh, I could have said something really mean, but I'm not going to get in trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's, it is it is nice to have have you on finally. Yeah, we had something planned earlier. You know, I had some stuff go down. Had to uh, do a little drop off. I'm glad we could rearrange schedule and make this work. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, the Winchester. Um, how, how drunk were you? I had either four or five, but I've gotten a lot better. I've known how to space these out more. Because mm-hmm. usually if I had the money, it's just I'm going to get a drink and finish it every single match. This Ooh. time I was like, you know what? Let me let me have like a match in between each drink. Let's let's take this easy for Cinco de Mayo. Well, I mean, even if you would have did that, you would only had one drink for that last hour. Because <laughs> that la- the main event was fucking long. It was, you know, that's the nature of the CD Bernatico, but it was quite long. In a weird way, it was long, but it didn't necessarily feel long. No, because I, like I said, I was talking about earlier, we watched this this morning, and yeah, even on tape, like, it did go by, it flowed really well. But we'll, we'll get into the main event. Like, obviously for me, I didn't, I didn't necessarily drink, uh, there was no, like, big name star here or anything showing up, so there wasn't necessarily a big meet and greet. I think before the show, I, I talked with Sid Von England for a little bit, and that was kind of it. Then I, I got to my seat and just kind of waited for the rest of the time. Because the, the only issue I have with the Winchester is just compared to every venue we've gone to, it's like it's literally the smallest. It is, but I kind of I like it's. There's something quaint about it, you know. Yeah, my only I, well, I was talking with someone in the crowd about this, and I can't remember exactly who. So if, if it's you, I'm sorry, not you, you, but in general, you, you listener, I'm sorry, but like. Russell Rave, like for some reason, like it just felt weird. It, you know, I was pointing this. I was actually, I was talking about this earlier. I can't remember who I was talking to about, but like, it didn't feel as ravish as maybe it should have. Mm-hmm. And it didn't necess- uh, like it didn't feel like a regular AIW show. It just the whole thing felt off. But this, everything about this worked. Oh, for sure. Like the whole show was fun. Obviously, the main the main event, even it being an hour, was fun. Uh, we got some debuts. We got a, a surprise appearance from someone who wasn't advertised to be there. Not necessarily a big name, but still a surprise. Um, and it's those little things that make a difference, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, like, uh, this was... I know Thorne's been talking about lately about, like, getting back to normal. Like, with how things run in AIW of, like, the feel and the cards. And I don't know how he felt about this night, but I, it, it, it felt like that to me. All around had fun. I don't know if I can really say if it's back to the old AIW because I technically wasn't here yeah. for that to experience it live just through video. So it's kind of hard to make that kind of comparison. But yeah, the show was a ball. Mm-hmm. All right, let's uh, let's get into the first match. Started things off with Two Infinity and Beyond versus members only, and uh, I tried taking notes this time. Uh, I say tried. I made. All, I think I got an, at least some note for all of the first half, and then only one match in the second half, and then I kind of fell off doing it just because I was just watching everything more. Because I want to at least have something down. But uh, yeah, uh, like my notes for this match, the members only said this is what they wanted, or uh, it was uh, to infinity and beyond saying this is what members only wanted, and they got him. And also, uh, I don't know if anybody noticed this, but. Uh, Calvin said he was going to punch Colin Delaney in the face. He ended up punching Cheech in the face. I don't know if anybody else you know, got that. Sometimes, you know, it's, you know, it's like a good enough type of thing. He didn't get to punch Colin, but at least he got to punch someone. <laughs> yeah, because when he punched Cheech, he was like, I said I, I, said I was going to punch you in the face. And it's like, no, you told Colin that. 
Wrong dude. Hey, look, you're in the heat of the moment. You don't know what's going on. You don't know who you're throwing fists at. You're trying to say Cheech and Colin look alike? Not even close. Not, not even the same ethnicity. <laughs> I was thinking, like, not even necessarily the same hair. Like, Yeah, Colin does have, have a bit more. I mean, Cheech has none, so any hair is a bit more hair. Mm-hmm. And they were wearing different kind of tights, too. So, I don't know. They said, you know, here in the moment, sometimes you don't even look when you punch. That's that's the real way to throw a punch. Just don't look. Just feel. <laughs> what'd you think Whatever about happens, happens. What'd you think about this opening match? I thought it was really fun. Um, there's a lot of cool tag stuff. I feel like this might be setting something up more. Um, I know a couple people would say they'd like to see this run back at the Odeon. And I could definitely see this being more of a long-term program. Oh, yeah. And, like, members only, they're, they're young, but they're still, they're so good so quickly. Like, it's wild. It's something with the tag division of, like, how stacked it is like granted like members only isn't this tag team that is like as decorated as to infinity and beyond but like the competition is fairly close all the way around like pretty much i mean P- pme is the like the only advantage they have is that they're the champions like that's and they squeak out wins i think it's like there's something to speak about members only even though they're in there with these experienced teams they're hanging in there they're not like they're not just leaning on being with these more experienced teams they're doing their own their own stuff as well and it's like it's so great to see them grow yeah, I would. I uh, wouldn't be surprised if we do see this ran back at the Odeon. Uh, I know members only have had issues with you know getting wins in AIW. They've only had like a few, but managing to pull out a win even on a rematch would be big because oh for sure you know it's it's two infinity and beyond. It was said on the AIW podcast, and I feel like I've said for a while. Like right now, like this is the measuring stick. This is the tag team in AIW that's literally been around the longest and they're the vets of, of that part of the locker room. Not even, well, even just pretty much generally of them being both veterans, but as a tag team, like literally I said this last week, they were tag teaming back at the Turner's Hall day. And some of these people didn't even know what AIW was back in the Turner's Hall day. So yeah, this is uh that would be interesting to see another match between them at the, the bigger, show oh yeah it's like it feels like they're just waiting for that to have that big win like they've been on the cusp so many times even in like the tag title match from uh from the i'm blanking on the name now of the suzuki show but yeah like they're just waiting for that big win and they're for sure gonna blow up yeah i i kind of wanted them to win the tag titles against pme like that would have been a great moment but i i think right now it's just one of those things like we have or we're gonna have to wait for which which is fine too it's it's this the tag team division is so competitive. And even on this show, we get a debuting tag team that have hadn't tagged in AIW yet. Did we get two debuts technically? Oh, we did. We did get two. I forget about that. I forget about the other one because I didn't know who the fuck they were prior to, uh, to this show. But yes, we did have two. No offense to the one team, but I'm going to think the other team is a little bit, uh, a little bit more of a, co- of competition because they, they did win their match. Oh, okay. I see. I was I was waiting to see who you're who you're picking, and then you gave me the little cue there. Yeah, and that tag team that we'll get to here shortly, but it seems like they can walk right into the title pitcher and challenge. Not so not that they would earn it right now, but they're that much of competitors. Any other thoughts on Tuna Finney Beyond and members only? Uh, it's an all around good match. Um, it was definitely. Definitely want me leaving wanting more. Like like you said, run this back. Run this back all, all the time. I don't exactly remember who pinned who, 
But basically it was Cheech and Colin both pinning uh, Calvin and Malcolm. Like one had one. Not a legal pin at all. I don't know what we're doing here. Well, that was that other the other referee that I don't necessarily know his name. I do not either. So I'm not even going to attempt to guess. (laughs) All right. Let's uh, move on to the next match. So we had like some unfamiliar music hits. So I thought this was potentially one of the two debuting tag teams. Like we were getting into that match. Yeah. But, but no, out comes Jeffrey John and making his debut in AIW, a guy not booked on the show, far as what I've I've been told, kind of just showed up with his gear and it's one of those things right place, right time, and he got to have a match and the thing that I like that he did is he kind of flipped it. Is he didn't say like he was answering Isaiah Broner's challenge that he had his own challenge and nobody had accepted it. <laughs> and then out comes Isaiah Broner saying, ha, ah, fuck that. Uh, R.I.P. the Babushka Barrack. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, I mean, th- this wasn't necessarily a long match, but yeah. Uh, yeah, he lost. Broner won. A pull Another up. just a vicious lariat, by the way. Pulling up cage match. This match was a minute and a half. That, you know what? That, that feels about right. That's easily the shortest match on the card. Like, you know, that should have been the first match. That way they could have bookend it with the shortest and the longest match. <laughs> that would have been fun. That would have been fun. But uh, I, I do feel like we, we needed another match first. So then like when uh, Jeffrey John comes out, it's not like, what the fuck's this dude? I mean, granted, it was that, yeah. but, like, starting the show off with, like, who the fuck is this dude? Yeah, yeah, but I think they could have probably brought people back in the second Broner's music yet. Yeah, if they would have had uh, him come out first. I could I could see it going either way, honestly. Yeah, because this was kind of a topic throughout the week. Like, when we did the preview last week, we didn't have the whole card, and, yeah, I recorded before the AIW podcast was released, so there was, like, other things that they had mentioned on that episode where, okay, now I... I know a little bit more what's going on, but obviously at this point it was too late. So knowing Broner had an open challenge match, I was trying to figure out who, who would be the person. I thought maybe Jackson Stone. Uh, before Derek got announced in the main event, I thought that would have been a good one. So come showtime, I'm like, I don't know who the fuck's it going to be. I'm like, it's either Jackson Stone or someone out of left field that has never been to IW, and that's who it ended up being. Oh, he got the shit kicked out of him, but I still think you know he did well. He... You got a, that's my grandma chant going. <laughs> yeah. So people love the Babushka Baron, I think. Yeah. Or I, at the very least, why liked watching him get hurt. You know, one of, one or the other. Yeah. I became more familiar with him recently at, uh, OWA and the, well, the hey, OWA. That's where I saw him first. Yeah. That was at the OWA, uh, unsanctioned, not, no, no, yeah, unsanctioned pro. Yes. There's like, I've known so many names. I literally sat there and was like, is that the right name of the promotion? But yeah, unsanctioned pro. Um, and then the next day he was also part of the big start sprint tournament. So seeing him two days in a row, even seeing him at the after party for the first show, like got to know him a little more. I'm like, all right, I like this dude. I want to see more of him. And that's kind of what I consider like going out to other promotions sometimes where it's, I'm, I'm talent scouting, but not necessarily. I'm trying to bring people to this area. I just, I'm learning about new people that I don't necessarily see here. And I'm like expanding my horizons and, so when, when oh, yeah, I do, when, sure. I, when I see them more or other places, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I've seen this guy. Okay, cool. Like now I want to see more. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I think he left a good impression. Um, I definitely for sure like to see Jeffrey John back. 
I think Isaiah Bronner left a good impression on Jeffrey John. Uh, probably his his arm across his throat or his chest. I didn't exactly see where he did, but still, probably a really good impression. It was a very it was a very loud sound, <laughs> a very loud sound. But uh, after the match, because it was uh, yeah Isaiah Bronner getting the pin in a minute and a half, getting the win. But after the match, the man of a few words picks up a microphone and just says Eddie Kingston and walks out. So. Uh, Isaiah Broner, Eddie Kingston at Gauntlet, which, oh fuck. <laughs> that's yeah, I like everyone like was into that, and it's just like yeah, let's fucking go. This match is gonna be so fucking sick. I didn't ex well, I mean, I did expect that for Suzuki, where we we saw in Akron where he he just said Minoru Suzuki. As soon as he picked up the mic, I was kind of like, oh shit, he's gonna say Eddie because I I just didn't expect it at all prior to that moment. Yeah. Fucking says Eddie Kingston and here we fucking go. It's gonna be it's gonna be a hard hitting affair. That's the least of it. <laughs> uh I'm happy that I got my Eddie King micro brawler from Kenny from the Mystery Men. Uh hooked me up with one uh at the Philadelphia a- uh AEW show. I think I mentioned it last week, but yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh nice. Yeah. He posted a picture that he saw it there and I was like, Hey, can you grab me one? And then I paid him for it the next day and he sent him out. So I'm getting that bad boy signed. That was make a nice little uh, little decorative piece. To go on my wall of all my other autograph figures. <laughs> so cool. Like, especially, too, with like a guy like Eddie, you've watched for so many years, and then he finally gets a big contract. Technically, he did have a contract with Impact, but we're not counting that. But he finally got a big contract, and now is getting a figure. Even before that, he got the micro brawler. So it's like, yeah, this dude that I watched for years finally has one and it's awesome to see yeah it is it's something i'll never necessarily get tired of because like i saw the same thing with johnny uh and candace and Britt, but now it's seen with eddie maybe he's wilder because he's been grinding like even longer because i remember like the early days of chikara and him being a big part and like an iwa mid-south so like he's been grinding it for so long and he fucking deserved it yeah like when he he showed up at ew my mind was blown then when he, he gets signed my mind was blown even more and then just seeing everything he's done, especially like, I don't know if I've said this on here, but I think I've said it on Twitter before. Like after he got signed, there's people out there that I know not necessarily great friends with and not necessarily from this area, but people that downplayed that Eddie Kingston got signed people that weren't necessarily fans of him prior, just didn't know who he was. But when they seen them, they were like, Oh, he'll just be on dark in a month. Which, granted, like, most of the wrestlers have some moments on Dark, but still, like, you know, doing the, the team up with Moxley, now going against Jericho, having a little feud with Punk, like, this dude has done more than what those people thought he was going to do. And, oh, yeah, it's been awesome to watch. Yeah, so, uh, com- so fucking proud of that dude and, like, proving, like, people like that wrong or people that literally said that Eddie Kingston sucked after he got signed. Just, like, again, people who didn't necessarily know who he was. It's like, okay. Dude's gonna prove you wrong. He's like fucking amazing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And literally, like, a nice dude. Like, the dude you see in the ring isn't necessarily him. Like, granted, you piss him off. Like, that's the real him, but. Yeah. Like, one of the, like, nicest, coolest, laid back dudes. I've... It's it's him turned up, like, mm-hmm. to the maximum. So, we're gonna get fucking Broner and Kingston. Fuck. Like, what type of match is Broner gonna have at Absolution? Because already this year, before that point, he's going to have matches with Kingston, and he's already had the one right now with Suzuki. 
How do you go? How do you go bigger? Oh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it's. I don't, I don't know unless it's fucking Matt Cardona wins <laughs> the title. You know, I could see. I don't know if they'll do it that soon, but I could definitely see him winning the title for sure within the next year. He's a shoe in for the absolute title, if not now, like you said, within a year. Because I think that's where a lot of us are when it comes to the Cardona storyline is, okay, every champion loses, but who's going to be the one? Watching the J-Pro match, it it kind of felt like it was going to be him for a few parts. And now with... I'm telling you, when that moment when his daughter came in and reversed the powerbomb to the Herakarana, and then, like, it felt like time stood still in that, like... I legit thought he was going to win. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there, there was other moments like the fact that someone outsmarted Cardona with the cup. Like, oh, like I knew you're going to go for a low blow. I had a cup waiting because I know you're going to do it. The only problem is it happened too early in the match. And then when he, Cardona was able to go for it later when there was no cup. But still, just leave it, I, just leave it in, you know, <laughs> just leave it. In. If, if, if we've learned anything, don't take the cup out till later. Is it like a thing where it's only like a one-time use? <laughs> it didn't look like it was dented or anything. So I'm just—it's one of those things where if it does break, I have to imagine that's a bad time, though. Oh, I don't even want to think about that. Like I've only had to wear a cup. No, oh, it's not necessarily once, once, but like for one thing, and that was when I did martial arts. And that cup was like plastic with uh, like a, the rubber uh, lining for it, but still, ugh. I just want—I don't think they would break, but I don't know the right kick. Somebody powerful. Look, I watched the fucking was it isn't the new one they redid the new jackass, they did the cup test again. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. I think it was the new one. I really I can't remember if I was watching that one of the older ones. Yeah, that's like oh if that shit breaks, that's not a good time. That's a very bad time. Yeah. But I don't I don't think Cardona's forearm is that strong, so I think whoever is gonna like wear a cup again should be fine. So just remember if J Pro's taught you anything, don't take out the cup. <laughs> Leave it in. You'll be fine. Just just laugh at him because he's not going to pull it out. He's not reaching down your tights and pulling it out. If it was Effie, maybe. But even then, I, I question it. Only because Effie's a better person than that. If, 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 if you said no to Effie, I think Effie would respect consent. Yeah. Last time, last time I checked, fucking Effie wasn't from California. <laughs> yeah, I said it without saying it. And that's all you I'm going to say. We all we all know who we're talking. You'd see if it's fine. You don't have to yeah. worry about it. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it with that match. Uh, nothing much else. And then yeah, we got Eddie, Eddie Kingston and Broner coming up at Gauntlet. Let's move on to the next match. Next up, we had the debut of Money Shot Zach Nystrom and the Man Dime Elijah Dean versus the Von Englands Sid and Eden. Vaughn England, uh, Sid sporting a little bit of a newer look, shaved a little bit. I'm, I am a big fan of bald Sid. That is an awesome fucking look on him. The new facial hair, I'm so so on. I, I liked him better with the beard, but hey, it's not horrible. Yeah, new hairstyle. You gotta try a new like beard or like facial hairstyle to like to you know. Um, also, this not was only the first ta- uh, first of two tag team debuts. This was the first of one first of two tag team debuts with a very horny name. And I don't know if they realize it or not. <laughs> uh, I th- I think they do. I th- I think the name comes from something else. I don't because like Zach Nystrom, I don't know what he was in his singles career or w- is in his singles career or like what particular nickname he has. But I figure with um, the money part, Elijah Dean is the 
man dime. Emphasis on dime, which is money. There so, you go. I mean, there's also a show your dick chant at the um, very early <laughs> into the match. And why did you start that one? I've not been a part of. So. <laughs> and why did you start I that chant? I didn't start it. I just thought <laughs> a good opportunity to join in. I'm all about consensually showing you dick. <laughs> Consensually only. Don't don't be a weirdo and slide into people's DMs. That's that's fucked up. But everyone wants to see it, and you want to do it, go for it. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, I he I forget what he said. Something I think that that prompted it, but I don't I don't exactly remember what he said. I think it was basically something on the name money shot, and someone a fan said something, and then he's like, "Oh, why don't you?" I can't. I'm you know I'm not gonna try to put words in his mouth. I might get in trouble, but I I can't. Oh, whatever. One thing no about more, no more junk recollections of shit started with fans. <laughs> One thing that this match made me want to see, because sometimes when people will debut, then I'll start like putting them in matches with random other people in AIW. Give me money shot versus rip city shooters. Like that's going to be a fucking match. Yeah, I can see that. That's because the one thing about money shot is okay. I just had to rephrase how I was going to put that. Cause I was going <laughs> to say, I was going to say money shot came out hard. I think you should. <laughs> this, this is the influence I'm having as part of the panel. <laughs> You're welcome. Well, you pointed out the, uh, the sexual names for these teams and like, I, I get it, but I wasn't necessarily thinking of it. So now it's like, Oh, I got to kind of like watch how I put things and where you put things. Hey, Oh, uh, money, money shot came out on top. I'm just thinking of other puns to say. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were being serious there, or I had to pause for a second. It's like, well, they did win, but are we are we going there already? It's an interesting choice of words. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, the the Von Englands could not uh, pull pull this one out. I love the Von Englands. Same. I, I was scared of what was going to happen with this match because fucking Zach Nystrom debuted in AIW against Isaiah Broner and got injured. In the match, they fucking fought so hard. And also, this is Zach Nystrom's first match back since that particular okay, match. They, they, they were confused on commentary about that, if it was actually his first match back or not. I, I was told after the show by a wrestler, I won't exactly say who, and it wasn't one of them, but I was told this was his first match back. Okay. And if that's wrong, uh, I will throw that wrestler under the bus, but not right now. So I, 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 think, I think they were right. Yeah, find out they're wrong before you do that. Yeah, but I, I 100% think they were right because I, I've, I saw him at IWC, not necessarily me watching it, but like pictures of him at IWC recently, which was the weekend before, I believe, and I don't think he wrestled. But a money shot looks like a tough tag team already. Just not necessarily laying waste to Von England's, but they got an impressive victory. Say so. I don't think the Von Engl- Englands looked good as well, though. Mm-hmm. This uh, this might be the Von Englands' best match in the AIW, but granted, when your debut match is a pre-show match and your tag team partner is the easily one of the worst wrestlers we've ever seen in AIW. Um, Are you talking? Oh, what's his name? I think I was, this was the second return show, right? Yeah, the well, third if you count the because the first two were back to back, and this was. Um, or no, was it? Yeah, because it was the Friday. It was the Friday show. Yeah, it was the Friday show. I was thinking for so some reason. Okay, I was for some reason thinking it was that major event, but no, you you were right. It was the the second show. 
I can't remember his name. I just remember he had the weird, like, boar mask. The Brazilian giant. How could how could you forget such a simple name? <laughs> the Brazilian giant. The, the Brazilian giant. I didn't get... <laughs> and he wasn't neither of them. He wasn't Brazilian, and he wasn't a giant. <laughs> you know, sometimes... Looks can be deceiving. He wasn't even, like, the tall... I think the tallest person in the room. <laughs> Definitely. He might have not even been the tallest in the match. It's like, how, the, how, how are you going to say you're a giant? Shut up. But... Uh, there's a reason why we haven't seen him back in AEW since, and that was a pre-show match. We don't talk about that, but I did hear someone say, yeah, I did hear someone say before the match that they can't like the Von Englands just because they associate the Brazilian giant with them. That's just, not their fault. It's not. I. It's definitely not. But yeah, I will always feel bad that that's who they had in their first fucking live match in AEW. It's, you know, it's they they've they've come so far since then too. And they're also, least, what are you going to say? At least on these Winchester shows, they're always a highlight, I think. Yeah, the, the thing about them is they're they're booked a lot. Like they Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were supposed to be at the la- at Wrestle Rave, but th- shit happened, and I think it was they were already booked somewhere else. So they, they took that booking, at, or honored that booking instead, or something like that. But still, it's, they're out there every every weekend, and that's like, very respectable. Especially being like, because they're, they're obviously with the names, they're not from this country and just kind of, it's, it's very marvel to like just move out to another country and like, this is what we're going to do and we're just going to keep keep wrestling wherever we can and get booked as much as we can. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's just hard enough as it is, but like being in like a foreign land and doing that, it's very uh, admirable. And I know for Eden, they're such a, a different type of person to have on your card. Like A, um, they would, normally wrestle women i know they're non-binary but you're gonna have them in women's matches that's gonna be the big highlight for them so it's someone from england versus who whatever talent so that's gonna be it seems like somewhat of a draw um also being british on top of it not just from another country um yeah add the tag team aspect to it too like the von england's could be together like they they're just fun and the thing too, I've seen, I think I've talked about it before where I've seen Sid in different places where he's had like a little bit different twist on his persona. Not necessarily like he's a different character, but like he'll do different things. Like I've seen him do comedy wrestling and he's fucking great. You can see that. And I want to see, see him in more comedy wrestling. And the fact that um, they're both in old wrestling now too, like it's fucking awesome. Any other thoughts on this match? Um, it was just like I said, there's a lot of good tag team matches on this card. This was... um. I think if I'm thinking about this is probably the most like technically sound one. There's a lot of good good tech technical stuff in here. I love that double uh, exploder suplex in the corners by the Von Englands. Mm-hmm. And that's the flip side of Sid that I like to see too, where he's just this like legit British wrestler. And Eden, Eden can do it too. Like nothing against them. And they also uh, debuted their new shirts, which shit, which uh, I I might have been told that is essentially the. Dudley Boys logo with literally a few minor differences. It's fine. Artistic, you know, interpretation yeah. and all that, you know? It's a, it's a good shirt, though. The, definitely not knocking the, the creative liberties they took on it. <laughs> but <laughs> it's still great. It was uh, Zach Nystrom pinning Sid for the win. Let's move on to our next match. Johnny Patch versus Riley Rose. And, like, one of my... My notes is 
and I hate that I have to do it like shorthand and I'm, I halfway forget some of the stuff. Uh, the thing that happened with uh, Patch's arm and then throwing Riley Rose uh, into that ring post pretty fucking hard. Yeah. You saw it more recently than me. Uh, explain it better if you can. I got put on the spot and I can't. It was like, I don't know how to describe it. It was really. Wasn't, uh, did Patch hit Riley and it hurt Patch more? It was, we- it was weird. That's, that's the only way I can describe it. It was, it was weird. Yeah, because I remember Johnny Patch being like, ow, like with his arm. And then, like, when he threw him into the ring post, he's like, yeah, that's what he gets. <laughs> but, you know, these are uh, two guys in the IW that obviously, like, fairly new for each of the, each of them. Don't really necessarily have a place, but they're definitely working on it. I think Riley Rose has come a long way in his first year in AIW, and Johnny Patch is slowly getting there match by match. I think we just need something big out of him. I don't exactly know what it is, but when you're having some of these matches against the opponents you are, it's it's going to be tough. Like Whether it be Chase Oliver or Riley Rose and many of his other opponents, it's just like, yeah, it's tough. Yeah, um... This match was, I think, serviceable. It was, I, I don't think anything that blew me away, but there's not necessarily anything bad about it. I kind of want to say, and this isn't a knock, maybe the worst match on the card. But that's yeah, o- I can see that. That's only because the rest were so good. This was just kind of there, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But it was just, it didn't stand out like everything else did. Mm-hmm. And like, like I said, Riley Rose is, he's getting there more and more. Uh, I think we as a crowd are liking him more and more, which is is good. And Johnny Patch, kind of the same thing. I think the only benefit is is Riley Rose has definitely been on more AIW shows consistently. Like granted, he had the the months that he was out, but still, like you know, how many how many matches did he have before that? How many matches did he have on Go for Broke? And then how many matches yeah. has he had since coming back from the injury? Like it's been a lot, and we're liking him more and more. I think Johnny Patch should rebrand and become Johnny Patch Adams. <laughs> and he, he just tries to make his opponents laugh because, you know, laughter is the best medicine. And then while they're distracted, that's when he makes his move. I'm just imagining him with the red nose. <laughs> of course, he has to have the red nose. Yeah. You need the red nose. That's how you know. Oh, I just, I hope someone doesn't murder his girlfriend. Oh, no. Oh, I've, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. It's been like. I haven't seen that movie since it came out. Is that like what happens? Uh, I can't remember if it was his actual girlfriend or like someone that was like a romantic interest. And they're uh, the like this like crazy guy and ends up like coming over like while she's alone and ends up killing her. I have to, oh I, have to I have to double check the real life story too because obviously movie and it's based on a true story. Wow, yeah. I totally blocked that part out. Shit. Yeah, this I joke think... doesn't seem so lighthearted anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was trying to like probably like turn it some way, but I was, that's like the only other thing I could remember from that movie. And it's been a little while since I've seen it. I need I need to sit down and rewatch because I do like Robin Williams. But yeah, like I said, all in all, it was you know it was it was a fi- it was a fine match. That's I think that's really all I have to say about. It. Yeah, that's uh pretty much all I got too. And it was Riley Rose making a Johnny Patch tap for the win. Yeah, with the uh, Texas Cloverleaf. You know, I'm really waiting for there to be, like, a Texas Irishman so that move can be even more perfect for them. Okay, uh, Riley Rose, you're going to need to get tan. I know that's going to be difficult, but tan. Uh, get a cowboy hat. Yes, that's the only other thing I can think of. 
Nailed it. And yeah, that was the end of that. And then we went to intermission, but we came back to this. Nine to five versus the Bang Bros. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, they're the Bang Bros because they, they, they drink Bang. Okay, but they also had a move called the Bang Bus. Does- and look, I know my history of entertainment of the adult variety. So, I'm just saying, you know. Do you think Bang Energy Drink has a like their own bus? Um, I mean, I can't see why they wouldn't. <laughs> I never heard about the Bang, the the Bang Bus, just <laughs> the Bang Bus. You know. Yeah. It's more of a van than anything, really. <laughs> they definitely won't. Have, bang will definitely not have a van. That's way too shady to be like, come buy our Energy Drinks out of this van. It's, it's probably that's probably more of an actual bus. So. We kind of already mentioned that this was the Bang Bros debut in AIW. Um, Nine to Five comes out with donut boxes, and I'm no idiot. I'm like, all right, what the fuck is it? First time, there was nothing. I think there was nothing in it, or maybe there was something in it, but it definitely wasn't donuts. I can't remember. Nonetheless, I'm like, all right, what's it going to be? And I was watching how they were moving the the boxes as is. I'm like, it's a little too light to be donuts. Yeah. Like, what's fucking going on here? And they said that we were going to get donuts and, or not, we're going to get donuts. Uh, I forget how they worded it, but no, we they're, get they're snacks from their meeting. Oh yeah. Snacks from the meeting. I'm like, yep. It's not going to be fucking donuts. Cause you didn't say donuts. Uh, what was it? Uh, carrots and was it grape tomatoes? Um, on camera, I could not tell. So it just looks like plastic bags. They're throwing out. I, I remember seeing carrots. Cause like some of them were like, thrown like right at me and i just had this look on my face like you sons of bitches oh that's not cool so i i think at the tailgate for gauntlet i might buy like a dozen donuts or two dozen donuts just to uh cleanse ourselves from this nine to five bullshit it's you know what we, it's it's how we're all gonna heal everyone go eat a donut right now what's your favorite donut Ooh, i really i'm i'm a sucker for jelly donuts Okay. Specifically, not the powdered one, but like the confectionery sugar ones. Okay. Um, that's a good one. I'm trying to think what else I like. Can't go wrong with like the, the Boston cream slash Peruvian cream. Something, you know, just puts any donut that has something in it. I'm usually a fan of. I'm a huge fan of cream sticks. Yeah, I can fuck with those. Like they've, they've been my favorite since I was a kid. I, I used to not care for jelly donuts, but what really turned me around on them was the jelly Timbits. Because they have like the right amount of jelly in the middle. That's just a very important thing. You gotta have the right ratio of jelly to donut. A lot of them don't have enough. More than often, you take like one, maybe two bites, and it's all gone. You know what I should do for the tailgate? Buy fucking Tim Hortons. Is there Tim Hortons around here? Yeah, I've, I, I I tweeted this to you. There's one. Oh, that's right. There's one in Akron. Like okay, not yeah, that. Where the show's gonna be? Yeah, not that far from the Tadmore Shrine. Like, it's not, like, super close, like, walking distance, but close drive time-wise. So, it's somewhat on my way to the show. I think that's the thing that should happen now. Maybe I'll buy, like, a thing of Timbits and a dozen donuts. Because I can buy a fuck ton of Timbits. The only thing is, like, that one, some of the ones around here don't seem to have uh, the rare ones we have around in Northeast Ohio. Uh, They don't have uh, jelly Timbits. But the Timbits are still good, so. Yeah, they are. From what I've heard, I have not had one, but everyone seems to rant and rave about them, so I'll take their words. I've been disappointed the last time I went to, two times I went to Tim Hortons. One of them was 
this particular location, I rolled up a little after five and there was a sign on their window, not on the speaker that they were, uh, they were closing early at five for like some sort of like cleaning or maintenance or something. And I was like, motherfucker, like this sucks, but whatever. And then I was in Columbus when I went to down there for those shows on my way home. I was like, Oh, I'm going to, since I didn't get Tim Hortons, like I'll grab me a sandwich and some Timbits for the way home. And I got to the window and they're like, we're only doing DoorDash orders. And I'm like, you, or no, no, no. That's when I went to rallies recently. Uh, they were, we only have drinks. Why well, like, didn't stay open at that point? Yeah. I mean, it was towards the end of their day, but I'm like, come on. Just close up and go home early then, you know? Yeah. And I was like, yeah, all right. Never mind. Bye. And I was heartbroken. Defeated by Tim Hortons again. Yes. So hopefully this time I get there when they're open. I can get a dozen donuts and get a fuck ton of Timbits, and that'll be my contribution to the tailgate. Hell yeah. And uh, uh, going back to this match, at the beginning, fucking 9 to 5 was being cheered by a portion of the audience, and that was weird. Very weird. Some people really like, you know, they like working for the man, I guess. They enjoy the bitter banker and the angry accountant. Whatever. Look, I've learned in real life, people love bootlicking for, like... (laughs) big corporation so you know the two guys working for some type of corporate some office job they're all about that they probably legitimately believe what nine to five is saying yeah they should be wrestling they should be working jobs yeah 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 definitely probably have some of those in the crowd thoughts on uh, this match and bang bros i really enjoyed it so you said money shot was a team that stood out more to you for me i think bang bros stood out more to me even though they lost i think they had a lot of really cool offense um and it's not just because of the name <laughs> um, but yeah, no, they had a lot of cool team tag team maneuvers. Um, and I'm blanking on which one did it. Did a fucking flip while he was holding the bag energy drink, and I thought that was awesome. Was it was it Davy Bang? Yes. You know, it's a good thing he has Bang in his last. Night. He was just made for this team. <laughs> they're, I guess, because they're they're not actual bros. They're like step bros, maybe because they have different last names. Because of course, and and anything with Bang Bros, they gotta be, they gotta be step. They can't be full. <laughs> Legal reasons, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was a really fun match. They had they had some fun teamwork. Um, you know, nine to five is is gets good at getting under people's skin, even though like you said, some people were cheering for them. I don't know why. Like honestly, every time that, that fucking alarm clock hits for their music, I have a fucking visceral reaction to it. Yeah, that's I feel like a lot of us. And I hate it, but I also I love it because it does its job so well. What if uh Somewhere down the line, we get a, a match of the Bang Bros versus Money Shot. Oh, I don't think the world's ready for that. <laughs> the world's at least not ready for me to talk about it, Ellie. <laughs> Trying to think what other uh, tag teams we can throw into this match. There, you know, if we did proper research, I'm sure there's. You could have a whole like a whole tag team tournament of teams with just really horny tag names. That's going to be the, the, uh, the assignment for people. What other uh, <laughs> horny tag teams should be in the, this match or tournament? Yeah, come up with a, like a witty name for it too. The the Marcy Memorial Tournament. She's not dead yet. She's not. You know, if if that's the legacy I leave, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I've done my part. Now I'm having trouble. Like I know there's like some other fucking horny tag team names I've heard of, but I can't think of any of them off the top of my head. That's how it works, you know. Mm-hmm. Then I'll go like look at some match cards. From other companies or something. I go, oh yeah, I totally forgot about this particular fucking tag team that I like. 
Because there's definitely horny tag team names out there. Way more. This is, this is the homework assignment for everyone. Uh, Tell us your favorite horny tag team name. One that used to be in AIW, which was uh, Alexa Nicole and Jasmine, who's now Leah in WWE. They were they were called barely legal because oh. they were both like 19, 20 at the time. That one feels a little problematic now. Yeah, now. I mean, it was always problematic, but people are calling more attention to how problematic it is now. The the back door to it that they kind of had though was they were both Canadian. And they were wrestling in America, so it's like, you know, they're barely legal to be here, but that's... It's a double, it's a double entendre. I, I can respect it. Still problematic. Yeah, but nobody... Yeah, I was going to say nobody was thinking about that part. Not even the slightest. So, yeah, this is where my notes end, because I couldn't come up with anything else uh, for this match or anything after it, so I'll just be going off, like, my memory, but I think the Winchester show is perfect for teams and wrestlers like Bang Bros, who... I'm not necessarily sure how long they've been wrestling, but definitely like these two dudes were younger. Um, I think they said on commentary about two or three years. Okay. But most of that's been the pandemic. So, mm-hmm. so it's like, they're still like somewhat young and I think age wise, they both look fairly young. So it's, and it's and like I said, they looked really good for like how, how little they've been wrestling. They looked really good. Bang bros. Have you, have you thought of changing your name to barely legal? Just, Think about it for a what while. What if they become the barely legal bang bros? The barely legal bang bros. Flip it around, you know. Oh, this is a bad pun. Imagine a four-person tag team. Bear Country. Like where this is going. Yeah. Bear Country. Smart Mark Sterling. Beta Scott. Barely legal. Oh, my God. I just realized. Because Bear Country are bears, and Smart Mark Sterling is a, quote, lawyer, and Veda actually... Did go to school to be a lawyer. Bear country bears in every sense of the word. Barely legal. Or five person team throw Lee in there, Lee Moriarty, so it's barely legal. Now we're getting into like stable wars and everything. <laughs> the, hor- the horny stable wars. Look, what I'm just saying, whatever wrestling company books, the horny wrestling wars will be my new favorite. Note for Cybernetico 2023. <laughs> I'm booking this one. I got, I got five people on one team already. There you go. It's going to be expensive because most all but fucking Vader are on AEW. But anyway, um, like I was saying, this is like a perfect match and opportunity for Bang Bros at, at the Winchester. And any way we can get exposed to people like this who we don't normally see, I think is good one way or another. Whether this is the only time we see them and then we're not seeing them again until they're popping up in like some other promotions, which is still good because like, oh, I remember I remember them versus nine to five or. Yeah, this is one of those times like we're we're gonna see him now and then in AIW down the road, whether it's in a month or two or even a couple years, and then it's like, oh yeah, remember Bang Bros? Yeah, th- this is them now. It's it's. I think it's good to give these teams like their chance to sink or swim. Uh, it was uh, they they do well, they do well. If they fuck up, oh well. But you know, at least they got their chance to like. It's a relatively safe environment for them to like to basically get their name out there. It was Lewis Linden making Davy Bang tap. Pick up the win for nine to five. Now is he the angry accountant or the bitter banker or the aggressive aggressive accountant? Right, aggressive, angry. I don't feel bad about messing this up because commentary also did this a bunch of times. <laughs> I don't know, angry accountant and bigger bitter banker just roll off the tongue better, but I could be wrong. I th- you know, angry sounds better. We're gonna go with angry. That's the head cannon. If it's not right, you know what? They just have to change it anyways. Yeah. 
trying to like look at the look at their Twitters and see if they mention it, but not really. They're too busy working to be on Twitter. <laughs> Lewis Linden has nine to five in his bio, but he doesn't say which one he is. And Jack Verville, uh, I don't know his his Twitter isn't coming up as easy right now. I know he's on Twitter, but I'm trying to like look off Lewis Linden's uh, Twitter and see if I see him tagged somewhere, and I'm I, I'm not. But regardless, uh, yeah, that's uh, nine to five one. That's uh, two in a row for them. Yeah, they pulled the upset last show against uh, the main event, who I thought were for sure going to wash them, but they surprised us all. I kind of wish it was a wash, though. I wish just an absolute squash match, but hey, whatever. Main event still looks strong as fuck, so it is what it is. Let's uh, move on to our next match. Which this was our last regular match of the show before we get into the uh, Supernetico and that is the rematch of Katie Arquette versus Jocelyn Navarro. And like I said, no notes here, but you know, Katie put up a fight. And I figured we were going to see more from this match. Like, it wasn't just going to be Jocelyn getting easy work. But, you know, basically fucking Katie squeaked this one out and gave Jocelyn a very rare loss in AW. Yeah. Yeah, I for sure thought going into this, Jocelyn's going to 100% win this. Like, I'm curious as I'm looking it up right now of when the last time she lost in the IW. Um, I think te- I'm as I'm guessing. Maybe the Thunder Rosa match? Yes, uh, I do believe you're correct. I, it, it just felt right because, yeah, she's been on such a hot streak and that, God, that feels so long ago. That was back in October. It's not really that long, but it feels like an eternity ago. Yeah. And then also with that, she had a back to back loss because before that, she lost at. Ace Degenerates when she lost her and it was a, it was a four-way match but TKD uh Cree Fudo RIP and Zach Nystrom uh, was uh, TKD that won yeah so I don't think she took the pin though I don't think either but I don't know I, I still count that as like you still lost a match it but it, it won't that doesn't necessarily look the same as one-on-one yeah yeah I look I didn't I you know I didn't, I I don't know it's weird with those matches. Like, well, I didn't win, but I didn't get pinned. So it's, yeah, it's a loss in the records book, but it's like, you know, I didn't get beat really. Yeah. If we, if we take that out of the equation, Jocelyn, and we're also, let's take out the go for broke stuff, but like singles matches, she's got a pretty decent run in AIW. Yeah. Cause I think you go back for them with probably the Allison K match. Like when they first came back to the Odeon. Yeah. She, which she lost that one, but since that point, she beat uh, Ziggy Heim. She beat Zoe Sky. She beat Ray Lynn. Lost to Thunder Rosa. Beat Riley Rose. Beat fucking Chase Oliver. Like that's actually a like a back to back win that got to like point like really focus on. Yeah, she lost Thunder Rosa. She beat Riley Rose and she beat fucking Chase Oliver and Chase Oliver more than anybody. Like that's a competitor in AIW right now. That's somebody yeah. who, if he's not like the intense champion within a year after those titles separate, I'll be shocked. So, I mean, also, she lost to Thunder Rosa. She lost to the current AEW <laughs> women's champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, uh, when she lost to AK, was she, was she still the NWA women's champion? Um, memory is hazy. I think for me, it's just hard to. <laughs> Keep track of fucking NWA. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we all forget it exists. It's okay. So yeah, I can't I can't say for sure, but nonetheless, Katie pulled out pulled out this win and 
I'm curious to see how Jocelyn's going to handle this. Is are we going to get the rubber match at this point? No, we- she was not the she was not the NWA champion, by the way. Okay, she lost it at the beginning of 2020, actually. So oh fuck, well that's like a whole year I wasn't paying attention, and then some. <laughs> like it was literally, let's see, Thunder Rosa won from her on January 24th, 2020. Oh yeah, Thunder Rosa is the one that beat her. Okay. Sorry, yeah. Like I said, the NWA all kind of just like matches together. But still, right there, that's uh, that's two two of Jocelyn's opponents. So two of the high higher caliber wrestlers. That's why, like, as much as I love Jocelyn, like, I don't necessarily want to see Chelsea be the one to go up against her. Like, I, I'd, yeah, I'd, I agree. I'd rather it be someone else, just because we've seen this a lot with Jocelyn. I think we've heard other people say too, it's like throw Jocelyn against more men because like. She will fuck any like like I said back to back wins versus Riley Rose and Chase Oliver. Give me uh, Jocelyn versus Derek. They'll beat oh the, yeah for sure. They'll beat the shit out of each other. Give me which I halfway thought this was the way they were going to do it, but I forgot that this match was on the card. But I say a Broner versus Jocelyn Navarro because I think someone asked on Twitter like who's going to be the one to accept Isaiah Broner's challenge, and she's like me. And I'm <laughs> like, I was like, oh, give me that match, give me it. Like I know it's happened, but give me an AIW. Uh, any thoughts on uh, Katie Arquette and Jocelyn Navarro? Um, so I haven't seen a whole lot of Katie Arquette. This is the second time I've seen her. Uh, I think she lost a good impression. I think she's got a pretty good grasp on. I don't know what I'm looking for. She's she she knows how to get people under people's skin. Seem pretty. She's doing that pretty well at the show. Mm-hmm. I and feel so now we're they're they're one and one with each other now. I wonder if they're going to be do a rubber match. No, no. It's- I've I've seen Katie Arquette for an, a number of years locally there there is something about her like i don't want to say she has it but she's not far from it like there's something like she like has like this presentation down is uh, it adjacent yeah that's a, that's a great way to put it but yeah she's she's got like the this presentation she's got like the attitude down like so much of it but she's definitely missing something and it's something small but I'll, she's never n- not pulled me in this is probably a stupid question, but she's not actually related, right? <laughs> no, she's not. I figured, but I just like, let me just ask just in case. Let me put myself on the spot there. I think it's a kayfabe thing. I think they, they did bring in David in at IWC and did something with her, but I can't remember if they said that there was a, a certain relationship, you know, like cousin, sister, whatever, or whether it was, uh, I think even, even niece, but... Or they did a thing like, nah, like, it's bullshit. She's, like, flat out, like, not my uh, relative, and she's a liar, and blah, blah, blah. I can't, I can't remember, but I know that was a thing. Okay. Nice sounds right, though. But, yeah. Katie getting this opportunity in AEW and, like, having the matches she's had is, has been really cool to see. I've kind of been a believer over the past few years that Pittsburgh has some talent. They just seem to have trouble getting out. And yeah. I can see that. That's which is weird because, like, you know, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's a pretty good, like, has always been a pretty decent wrestling city. Yeah, but for whatever reason, like, like I said, like, it not as much the talent seems to get out as much. Like it, you know, it took a lot from Lee to get where he's at. It took a lot from you know the main event to get to where they're at. And like most of the other Pittsburgh talent that have made it had a little bit an easier easier run. Like Britt was good. I'll I'll give that to her, but. Um, obviously Kurt Angle was an Olympic wrestler, so that's how he got to where he was. 
I feel like that one's unfair. Yeah, that that is, that is an unfair one. There's another one that I thought of that was from Pittsburgh where like, oh, uh, Elias. Like that was okay. a, that was a dude that yeah, from Pittsburgh, but he wasn't somebody that like got really huge and then WWE signed him. Like WWE found someone with l- less exposure and signed him. But the, obviously they saw something in him that they liked, which is fine. But like, I remember I was thinking about a card that I went to back in like 2012, 2013. And I was like, oh, what happened to that one dude? After I like remembered what his name was and I Googled him and it was fucking Elias. I was like, oh my God, uh-huh. I, I should have known that, but I wasn't thinking. So yeah, they're like Pittsburgh just yeah doesn't seem to have a lot of the, the people that can get out as easily. Like Brit's like their best success story. Of someone who's like really like crawled through the ranks, yeah. And me, may, ah, maybe Wardlow. Wardlow, I think got signed because of his look. So nothing. I thought he was. I thought he was a Cleveland dude. Uh, he he is Cleveland, but like he wrestled more in Pittsburgh. Okay. It's kind of like how um, like Ziggy, she's from Pittsburgh, but she wrestles a lot more in Cleveland right now. But yeah, I I always think Pittsburgh with Wardlow, even like when he uh, you know, he had that. AW match recently like they went nuts because that's like that that home territory crowd for him even though like he is from Cleveland yeah so it was uh Katie Arquette rolling up Jocelyn for the win which right after the roll up like she got out of the fucking ring Jocelyn was shocked so yeah there's definitely more here and I can't wait to see if we see the gauntlet or gangster rep maybe do it whatever whatever it is like there's something more coming with both these women. Oh, yeah. All right, let's move on to the very long main, ev- main event. We had Team Garini versus Team Carrington in the Seabrook Netico match. And coming into this, I honestly did not necessarily know a lot about Seabrook And I was, when we recorded the preview, we had no idea who was even going to be on this card <laughs> or even or even in this match. We only had like half the people, but now we do know a lot more, obviously, because the match happened and like a lot of things were explained. So for those who didn't know, basically in a Cybernetico match, you have it to where each team has a lineup and you can only tag out of that lineup in order or if the the wrestler in question gets out of the ring one reason or another, whether it's under the rope, over the top rope, like they hit the floor next, next man in. Yeah. It's basically, there's like a batting order mixed with the has the Lucha tag rule set. And it's a uh, team versus team until we get down to either there being just one person remaining, or if the whole team's remaining against the, this other team who's completely eliminated, then this team then has to, have uh, eliminations to the winner. Yeah, there must be one winner. Mm-hmm. So the uh, the we got the order for both teams officially. So Team Carrington started off with Casey Carrington, then Brian Carson, then the Duke, then Eric Taylor, then Mikey Montgomery, then Philly Collins, then Marino Tanagli, and then at the end we got Derek Dillinger. Team Greeny started off with the Weirdster, then. Wes Barkley, then Joshua Bishop, Arthur MacArthur, Chuck Stone, Dominic Garini, Chase Oliver, and at the bottom, last man, Kaplan. The thing that I, I, I did love about this match is kind of how sectioned off it was of 
you would have like these maybe like these comedy spots kind of like thrown in here and there. You would have parts where there was a lot of tags and then like there was no tags. Or you would have it to where one particular wrestler on a team was in for an extended period of time getting beat down on before they, you know, they hit a hot tag. So it was very enjoyable and and that matter. Your thoughts on the match as a whole. Yeah, I thought this was like you said, it was paced really well for it was still a long match, but they made like they made it work. Uh there's a lot of fun stuff in here. Uh, he, right off the bat, there's some fun stuff with Weird Sir with his weird ball. Which I, I think should be renamed the Super Monkey Ball because he's all about monkeys. Yeah. That's just me. Especially with the his new theme, yeah, that that should be called the what you said, the Super Monkey Ball? Yeah. Yeah. And they went through the whole lineup. Yes, they did. And there was a few people I thought they were going to be the first to break it, but no, it took what like till we got back to the Duke. Yeah, he just sees the power of the leg drop, you know, just just throw all your weight. Rich is a very tiny dude, you know, it doesn't take much. Yeah. So then after all of this, we get to a point where Brian Carson eliminated the Weirdster, but then Wes Barkley quickly eliminated Brian Carson. Yeah, he did. I. I put Carson LeMay's Weirdster with whatever the fuck stupid move he fucked up. It, just, it looked not great. Mm-hmm. And I'm, look, I'm not one to shit on people, but I have a little personal vendetta with Carson, but that's fine. I, I, I'm not someone to shit on someone, but uh, they call me Amber Heard. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> Topical. I'm just saying, hey, he has me blocked on Twitter, and you know. I don't know. I, I, I might have been blocked by him at one point, but we're not. I'm not blocked anymore. You know, he got, you know, I'm just saying, if you're going to say trans people have thin skin and then you block every single one that calls you out, maybe you're the one with thin skin. And that's what I'm just going to say on that. <laughs> okay. Um, but then after this, like a brawl breaks out. It's just the teams going at it. And I, I was almost, I almost thought like, oh my God, is this, this match going to break down to this? <laughs> this quickly? Yeah. <laughs> but no. Uh, Which is like something that never really happens in Cibernetico's. Mm-hmm. It's fairly usually treated pretty straightforward. Like typically, they'll follow the rules unless there's like something in play. But yeah, it's usually. I don't think I've ever seen like a big brawl break out in Cibernetico before. Granted, my history is just the you know the Chikara ones, but still. Mm-hmm. So things settled down, and then we got to uh, Wes Barkley and Duke being the active participants. And then, like for the most part, after this, like the only other like quote comedy spot we had, but I still liked it, was we had. Arthur MacArthur in his dumbbell. <laughs> yep. And how everybody was trying to pick it up. I, I said something ringside because it was right in front of me. I was like, oh, you have to be worthy because it kind of felt like the whole Thor thing. <laughs> but they, they all pick it up, get in the ring. And because uh, it was between Artie and uh, Mikey Montgomery. Well, yeah, I thought it was Mikey. Which Mikey's great for something like this. He made he made the funniest sound as he fell. <laughs> yeah, that, that part with him was hilarious. So after this, I'll just like read the the tweets that I have. Uh, Marino deleted, uh, not deleted. Fuck. Elim- <laughs> Matt Hardy showed up out of nowhere and transferred his his powers. To Marino Tanaglia eliminated Arthur MacArthur. Marino, del- why do I keep wanting to say deleted? Marino Tanaglia eliminated Chuck Stone. So right there. Marino just got rid of bulking season. Yeah, they were, I think, uh, the eliminated Arthur with the uh, Sunset Dreams, and they did, like, almost like a press pin, and I believe it was Philly Collins was holding was holding Chuck Stone's leg. 
Yeah. And then uh, a little uh, little thing you didn't necessarily expect, we finally get Casey Carrington and Dominic Greeny one-on-one, and Casey says... And then, he become, and then he becomes a coward. He just kicks Dom in the dick. Yeah. Basically eliminates himself. It's kind of... It's a little odd that the two main people antagonizing Dom were the first two people out of this match. Yeah. On their, on their team, at least. Yeah. So, uh, after that, uh, the Duke hit Chase Oliver with the hospital while the referee was conveniently distracted. Duke pinned Chase to eliminate Clemens, Chase. come on. This was, this was the only match you refed. <laughs> yeah. Should be fresh as a daisy. I know it was an hour long. After this, Derek eliminated Kaplan. Then Derek eliminated Wes. Then Dom eliminated the Duke. And we were down to just Dominic Greeny and Derek Dillinger. I think you missed one in there. Did I? Uh, oh, you know yeah, because Mikey got eliminated by uh, Barkley did the Barkley driver. Uh, Eric Taylor got eliminated by Joshua Bishop doing Black Hole Slam. And Bishop also eliminated Philly Collins with the Bishop Bomb. I think some of my tweets doubled up because I was trying to, I tried to do these in like uh, a thread, but I might've like replied to the wrong tweet. Cause I, I know that all of them are out there. Yeah. But, but you know, sometimes Twitter's weird. Yeah. So what Marcy said, <laughs> those happen. Yes, all of that happens. Th- those happen too. At some point. I should have exaggerated them and no one would have known. And then, uh, Derek got eliminated via referee stoppage. Then yeah. Dominic Greeny was the winner. There was a small part of me that this is kind of what I want to see. We got down to the final four, which was... I think we might have a similar idea, but I'm going to let you, let you go. Okay. It was Derek and the Duke versus Dominic Greeny and Wes Barkley. Actually, I think it was actually was down to just Dom versus the other two. I wanted Dom to get eliminated, so it was down to the Duke and the and Derek having to go against each other, and then Derek winning. Yes, that's exactly what I thought nice. they were going for, and I think it would have been fucking awesome. I still think Dom winning it was a good call, but yes. I think this could have been, like, because it's I still just in a weird spot, because he's definitely very much liked by the crowd, despite kind of being, quote, an asshole. Yeah. I think this could have been the moment that put him over, but I, I think it's on the horizon. He's our asshole, and we love him. Exactly. Like, I fucking love everything about the production. They're so good together. Like him and Ziggy just kill it every time on every show. There's that aspect of Ziggy on the outside, and she told me it once before, and I think I mentioned it on the show where basically she's a chihuahua. And if you look at her with that energy, like you see it as clear as day, because like she just she's small, but she gives no fucks. She'll go Which up. By, and, go ahead. By the way. Kept it up this whole fucking match, like mm-hmm. did not stop. Bless her. I don't like. I know she technically got wrestling, but that's all you gotta like be active. She was active like that whole entire match, which once again was over an hour long. Mm-hmm. I think the match itself was under an hour, but from the moment like Steve guys like all right, you know, main event time up until the final bell was definitely over an hour. But yeah, I, I'm still happy that Dom won. Makes sense to what doing the title shot at the Akron show. It's his hometown. Like, yes, yeah. It was uh, after the match. Uh, Steve guy, you know, got on the mic and informed on that he didn't know this, but because he won, he is now the number one contender to the absolute and intense championships, and he will get his match in Akron on May twenty first at Gauntlet for the Gold Fifteen. That's such a stacked show. Like, yeah, it's wild. 
I, I haven't checked the, the, the quote tweets in a minute because I, uh, l- luckily there isn't too much because uh, Cardona quote tweeted it and wrote. I saw that. Yeah, he wrote, excuse me. And then like, uh, what was it? One person fucking. That. Oh my god! I mean, there's there, that. there's two people. There's the one that said, "Imagine tagging Matt Cardona in a tweet about a develop a development that is so beneath him while he's on vacation." Couldn't be me. So then I, I, I no, you're just the weirdo that knows he's on vacation. Yeah, well, like I know he's on vacation. He's on his honeymoon. Like, but the bottom line was, I'm like, imagine not knowing that Cardona is holding two champions that said promotion. Couldn't be me. And then fans are weirdos sometimes. Let me tell you. Oh yeah. Then after that, uh, to kind of like end the conversation, he wrote, imagine thinking, you know what? Then he said like his, then his basically his Twitter handle. I'm like, all right, that's dumb. But imagine thinking what I, I know the man is on vacation. You think he cares? And then he kind of stopped after this one. He liked both tweets and left it at that. But I'm like, he cared enough to quote tweet it. Yes. He's on his honeymoon, but he's also tweeting as usual too. If he truly didn't care, he would have ignored it and you wouldn't wouldn't have known the tweet existed also this account live tweets aiw shows we tag wrestlers in matches and if other wrestlers are mentioned in promos slash on the mic this is what we do period thing oh, that's that. yeah but yeah this was like i said this all around this is a long match but it flowed really well like i don't think we're ever going to get another one but at the same time i wouldn't be mad if we did get another one i think they could do it maybe not every year but like every other year yeah, it, I I think it would be hard to do it with the Seiko Demile just because like all right if you did it next year you could do it on a Friday and then two years you could do it on a Saturday but after that you're just running these random shows in the middle of the week and that probably won't work yeah but I think it's fun having like the theming with there and then afterwards uh, Dom did cut a little promo that you could actually find on the Wrestling Cheers uh, Twitter I have a, I have a video of that tweet out or tweet of that video out um, it was also included on the uh, IW. Um, on IWTV's feed. Well, this is an IWTV guide, and they don't pay the bills. No, I mean actual like IW like independent. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Feed, it was. A- I'm, I'm joking. I'm trying to say like go go to, go to our Twitter feed and go watch the video. Twitter. But I mean, yeah, you can do the the IWTV thing. You're too. watching the show. Yeah, you'll see it. But you should watch the show because it's fantastic. Absolutely. And that's how I brought it back around. And then like ne- yeah, next we got fucking Gauntlet for the gold, which. It's like one of my favorite shows every year because the gauntlet match is so much fun. It's it's basically it's it's a rumble. Like you, yep. you, how could you not like it? I mean, I know people that don't like the Royal Rumble. That's a bunch of fucking weirdos. Yeah. Unless they go out and say their way to intentionally ruin it, which I guess you technically could do, but I don't think that's going to be the case here. Oh no! Well, they like uh, people that I know that don't like it call it the Royal Rest Hold, but it's like I don't know. Like I I love that excitement of like who's coming out next. It's you get to count and everything. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, especially too with AIW, like not necessarily as much WWE because like the roster they have and like the surprises either can get ruined for you or maybe they don't seem as much of a surprise. Yeah, they've kind of been a watch the last few years. But AIW, they they'll pull out some some shit, whether it be you know Razor Sharp <laughs> coming out to one, which only pops like the people there at the show or like understand. A lot of things going on in and around AIW. Uh, you'll get. They did one year. This is back in like Turner's Hall day. They brought like a bunch of like older Cleveland scene wrestlers. So there's a lot of like, I'm like, who the fuck's this dude? I don't know who, who they were. They haven't wrestled in like 10, 15 years or something. But 
nonetheless, it's still like so much fun. And I'm at least guaranteed to see Marion Fontaine at that show. Cause that's the dude who's been in all of them so far. So hopefully that, uh, that tradition stays true. It's, I think it should. We, uh, we also know Car- Carrington's going to be in it apparently. Cause that's why he just said, fuck this. I'm going to kick Dom in the dick. Cause I just care about the gauntlet more now. Yes. So uh, we'll see if they, I can't remember. Have they previously announced in previous years, like any entrance at all, or do they just leave it all a surprise? I want to say they, they'll put out a graphic of people, but like, it's not the whole field. It's just like a handful of people. And there's, yeah, there's, like I said, there's obviously it's surprises. It's been a minute since we had one. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm already excited for what I'm calling next week's episode because I already have something in, in mind. I'm not spoiling it yet, but it's how I'm looking. It's how I'm looking at this gauntlet for the gold because it's been over two years. Like I know Jaylit was already announced for 2020 and so was gangster rap made me do it. But this was the one that was literally like right before everything got shut down. And like so many people like myself, like had a ticket, had a ticket for two years. I refused to like give the money. I like asked for my money back. Cause I was like, it's the, the, the show will come and I'll be excited the day that does. And here we are next Saturday, not this coming, but the week after, but looking forward to it. It's going to be such a sick show. You have to be there live. It's not, it's, it's the only way you can see it. And like, as it's happening. So hopefully people will be checking out their wrestling cheers, Twitter feed. Cause now instead of like a bunch of people live tweeting, what's going on, it's going to be mostly me. So that'll be fun. Just like old days. Yeah. You know, it's the, the Tadmore shrine is an interesting building. That's, you know, there's too many Fez hats. That's why they can't have a decent internet connection. <laughs> and uh, we should be having the tailgate for the show. We've already kind of teased. Going to be donuts. This should be a good time. Might have to get some, like, just glazed donuts, too, so we can uh, do the, like, that glazed donut burger thing. That's good, too. I've done that. I've done that at AIW tailgate years ago. That feels like it could be a recipe for disaster, though. Not, like, taste-wise, but just, like, taking years off your life-wise. I'm here for it. You know what? We're here for a good time, not a long time. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, like, I don't know, that doesn't sound like a good idea. Do you want ants? Because that's how you get ants. <laughs> Look, I say it's probably not the best idea, but I would very much be down to have that anyways. So... All right, any uh, final thoughts or last minute plugs before we go? Uh, as far as the show goes, like I said, I'll definitely check it out. It was a fantastic show, really fun. Uh, definitely back to form at the Winchester. Uh, as far as where you can find me on Twitter at eGirlFemboy, boy spelled B-O-I. You can check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash eGirlFemboy. I think I'm going to be playing Shadow of the Hedgehog this week. I feel I feel like I need to get in touch with my inner edgelord, and that feels like the game to play. Uh, you can also hear me on a couple other podcasts. You can hear me on X Over. Uh, we just did a review of the Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie. You can find out where everywhere podcast is available. Uh, as well as you can hear me every week on IWTV Guide. This week we should have our episode coming up for Black Label Pro's Fancy Wrestling. I'm very excited to be all, I'm going to be all dolled up when I do it. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of, yeah, that's all the places you can find me. That's kind of weird because you'll be, you'll be recording that tomorrow, but that episode should be coming out before this one. I'm just fucking with time all around. <laughs> and I've yet to see Sonic 2. I need to, but I, I loved it so much. I did see doctor strange two this weekend yay or nay without giving anything away oh it's a yay the only it's not a spo- it's not a spoiler but it's the way that it was i saw it described and it is 100 percent true just to kind of 
know what you're getting into. It's literally Marvel's first horror movie. Interesting. I already had one thing spoiled about it, but it's fine. I don't think that's going to ruin my enjoyment of the movie. Yeah, I, as a fan, I'm really looking forward to like what they're building. I, we're going in like a certain direction, but we're not necessarily there yet. So like, there's now I'm now looking forward to Thor when that comes out. You know, as I, I think these movies kind of needed something fresh because they were. I feel like they're kind of getting all stagnant by the time we hit Endgame. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say stagnant. I want, maybe they, they some stuff felt a lot a little samey. For me, it was I was waiting like I was waiting for Infinity War. Then I was waiting for Endgame, and a lot of the stuff that came out in between those, and even right before it, like I honestly did not care that much about Black Panther and Captain Marvel. But it was only because, like, for me, it was okay, Black Panther now, but Infinity War's next, and I'm really looking forward to it. And here's Captain Marvel, but I'm really looking forward towards Endgame. So, like, I'm just like. It's a, it was an appetizer to a meal that I was more looking forward to the meal. I see that. I, I, um, yeah, I haven't watched, like, I haven't really, as anything as far as after Endgame, the only one I've watched so far has been Spider-Man. I guess the two Spider-Mans, but yeah. I mean, you're, I highly suggest Shang-Chi. I loved it, but Butters thought it was, like, I think okay at best. I'm like, I don't know. Like, I love that movie. Like, I've heard that that's the good one and Eternals is kind of poopy. Here's my take on the Eternals. I look at the MCU as in every time that there is a movie that people don't like inside that movie, there's a lot of things that they needed for storytelling. For example, everybody says Thor, the dark world is like the worst MCU movie. If it's not someone's absolute worst, it's at least, you know, bottom five. I don't care for it very much if I'm being honest, but that was the movie that introduced the infinity stones, like actually said, these are the infinity stones. So like, yeah. So it's like that, like that part of it was important. And then everything that happened with, uh, Loki, not Loki, but, uh, Thor's mom was then called back in end game. So th- there was like, there was important stuff there and it was needed for storytelling, but there's a lot of stuff in that movie that's forgettable. And the same thing too, about even more to the fact of age of Ultron, Everybody kind of like hated that movie when it came out. Like, it, yeah, it, it felt it was like, okay. Yeah, it felt like that. But if you you look at like how many things they've gone back to and like pulled from, like, well, this happened. Remember this, blah blah blah. It's like, oh, okay. So I think that's the same thing we're gonna see with Eternals because there's a lot of things that they're going to be pulling back from that movie. It's like, yeah, it was a lot. Yes, it kind of seemed like a more of a Superman DC type movie, but. There's there's so many things that they're going to like go back and be recalling later on to where like yeah. th- like that's really what it was made for. And like I remember going into um, Eternals and being like, ah, like whatever, like I don't know what to expect from it. And it was, you know, OK at best. But something like, you know, Dr. Strange, like I was I'm excited going into it. Love the whole movie. Love like a lot of stuff that goes on. And obviously there's still stuff coming next that I'm looking forward to. And now with all the. The Disney I mean, cool Plus that, shows. Like, I think it's cool that like Sam Raimi got to do like another superhero movie since like Spider-Man Three left such a bad taste in his mouth. Yeah, there, there, there might be a nice little cameo from that Sam Raimi likes to throw in movies that's in it too, and I I enjoy that. You know, you don't even have to say. I already know in my head who. And it's fucking awesome. But as a whole, like I, it's a good movie. I would I would see it as soon as possible. And if you when you get a chance. 
I I suggest Shang Chi. To me, it's like it's the first martial arts movie for uh, the MCU. It's kind of like it gives that little bit. You want to talk about it like a, something different, like this being a a horror movie. That's the first martial arts kung fu movie that they've done, and like that's what pulled me in. Like afterwards, I'm like, man, I kind of want to go watch some like Bruce Lee movies that. I I'm have, honestly surprised they did it after how much Iron Fist just fell flat on its face. Yeah. Forgot that existed, huh? Maybe. <laughs> it's a TV show, so you're technically right. It's still the first movie. Yeah. All right. Of course, you can find myself at Summers 330 on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, much like you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Facebook.com slash wrestling cheers, Twitter.com slash wrestling cheers, and Instagram.com slash wrestling cheers email if you so choose a desire wrestling cheers at gmail.com and we no longer have a merch store anywhere like i said earlier in the show please rate review and subscribe your ever listen to this fine podcast whether it be apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, stitcher tune in youtube spotify iHeartRadio, pandora amazon music or podbean wrestling cheers.podbean.com check out our friends on the trending topics network such as all beer inside your vision showcase the spanish announce table check out our other podcast friends such as pod van dam super fantastic podcast it's evolution baby the indie cast sobros network biff radio gay marks podcast powerbomb jitsu the spotlight series fully posable doing the favor positively pro wrestling iwtv guide if you catch my grift at odds with wrestling marks with mics x over podcast this ends at prom and porch talk Check out our other non-podcasting friends such as Thrift Store Jobber, The Savage Dash, The Mystery Men, Redline Radio, Mouse's Wrestling Adventures, VHS Party Tonight on Instagram, Heart of Gold, Toy Ohio Toy Show, Time Capsule Toys, Stay Tough, Smoke and Jay's Barbecue, and remember you can use promo code CHEERS for a discount on your order. JCP Designs, Midwest Territory, Southern Underground Pro, and the official graphic designer of wrestling cheers moy boy designs that will do it for us here on wrestling cheers where everybody knows your name especially when you're in a horny tag team later bye it's the wrestling cheers get up on your feet praying in your day in the middle of the week and you gotta love the show yeah you know it holds a title for the best podcast talking wrestling in ohio finishing a cold one take a load off we ain't all about the prohibition like josh so we cheers and then we sit back Other shows are in the trash Kinda like they Nick Stapp Like the name is Matt Justice Wearing all the gold Wrestling Cheers is coming to a close The number one podcast going in the game And one day everybody's gonna know the name It's the Wrestling Cheers This is Platinum Max Signing off Ohio Good night The world Good night We love you We'll see you next week